Welcome to another episode of Exploring Art Podcast, a Florida International University student podcast for the creative curious. I'm your host, Alyssa, and I'm very pleased to have Julie and Daniel with me. Um, Welcome to Exploring Art Podcast, The Jad Show. Today, we will be speaking about Marcel Duchamp and discuss one of his major works, The Fountain, um, as well as who Duchamp was um, as an artist. So let's begin with um, who is he? Um, Henry Robert Marcel Duchamp was a French painter, a sculptor, a chess player, and a writer whose work um, is associated with Cubism, Dada, and conceptual art. He was a major influence in the early 1900s. He is a world-renowned artist who revolutionized the art world during the 20th century with one of his most infamous pieces, Fountain. Awesome. And, um, under his, um, of course, uh, revolutionizing art, though, it gives his like certain inspirational from what he has been through during being in immigration from being a French uh, artist as well. And during the revolution, as we were talking about, about the plastic art as well. And then- yeah, so his first um, exhibit was supposed to take place in the Grand Central um, Palace in New York City. He founded this society called the Society of Independent Artists in New York. It was incorporated in 1917 and was founded by Marcel and a group of highly diverse people with a wide range of political beliefs. Yeah, these uh, there are thousands that gathered to celebrate um, what was to be like the uh, largest art exhibition ever held in New York, um, almost twice the size of the famous Armory Shore uh, Armory Show four years earlier. What's different about um, this? exhibit is that there was actually no judges or prizes to be won it was just an open exhibit that for the first time was basically that revealed the state of contemporary american art and in these exhibits though all fauna are still coming all different shapes and sizes from different type of artists as well so some may be very simple very unique so in any aspect though some may find it of this type of art piece Looks very simple, but yet still, it always catches some eyes on where they're questioning on like, what does it mean behind of these? So what's actually interesting about this is um, Duchamp was resigned as a uh, director after the society refused to include in the exhibition um, his um, piece, The Fountain, which was a ready-made um, in the form of a urinal, and it was signed with a pseudonym, um, R. Mutt. The um, incident actually pointed out that the exhibition was not truly open. So let's talk about why Marcel Duchamp um, is in exile in um, New York City. Um, so he was a geopolitical exile from Europe during World War, uh, both of the World Wars and from the United States. During the First World War, he feared foreign enlistment. Um, there was just so much... Um, going on so this really influenced his um distinctive spaces of his ready-mades and experimental exhibition installations yeah there's a lot of um 
lostness and homelessness that you can see portrayed in his work um, because he was declared medically unfit for service during the first world war due to um, a slight heart condition he was harassed um, so much in Paris that he was forced to move to New New York and some may think that he moved to New York for artistic reasons but it was really because he was being harassed so much in France that he decided to make a new life for himself in New York and he actually stated to one of his brothers that he wasn't going to stay in New York he was just going to leave France but he fell in love with the city so much that he decided to stay and that's where he became um one of the most revolutionary artists of the 20th century. And also being in the resident of New York as well, though, that where we're gonna have an insight on how he been inspired up with his artwork there, doing from move from one place to another, and despite hardships as we are currently read as well. So the famous art piece with the fountain, which is one thing that we we'll get more into as well. Yeah, he was definitely very interesting overall, um, very major background. Um, it's interesting to see um, how people could get exiled from both places and not have to like the whole, you know, medical situations and everything and how that can influence his art as well. Um, but we have a, another question where it's like, why was the work titled The Fountain? Um, and... So he, Duchamp really wanted to submit an artwork to the uh, unjuried Society of Independent Artists in New York, um, which they claimed actually that they would accept any work of art. Um, mm. So as long as the artist paid their application fee. Um, so this is where he presented his upside down urinal and signed with the pseudonym and dated with um, his, the art r dot mutt in uh, 1917 and he titled it fountain um the society the society held an emergency meeting once he decided to put his art on display everybody within the group in which he was a part of like had to cast a vote in which was this considered art because it was so revolutionary to put such a, a unique object on display for art it was very um morally and ta in taboo um unfortunately they decided that it wasn't considered art because they may not have shared his same political beliefs and unfortunately his um his urinal was prohibited to be shown to the public and i think part of him knew that it was a very controversial piece um, that he displayed because he had signed it under another name, another pseudonym. Um, and I think he uh, knew that there could have been a lot of backlash based on this form of art. And so he put the precautions forth and signed it a different name. And based on the whole of his art on the fountain as well, though, it may seem not impressive to some, but others may find it like, wow, you can see why it's called the fountain. But at the same time, when others, when you think of it now, as you look at it from a different point of view of it, or how it's supposed to look, now you see why, and then when you turn it upside down, as actually as a fountain, where you see from almost in every corner of like some places where parks may have them or any complexes, you see actual fountains. And the 
background of it, where the pores are, where the water enters, and gives it that effect of it as well, how it's labeled on the signature as well. And plus where the pipes, where the one pipe enters through and where it's structured to be screwed on one end though, that's where you see like, oh, so now we can see why it's called a fountain where the top is a bit pointed and the roundish part is that wide part where the water will flow through. No, right. it's super interesting. Um, this, you know, it's it's made of porcelain. Um, and what porcelain porcelain is, it's a ceramic material made by um, heating substances, generally including materials such as kalanite. Um, and this is done in a kiln to temperatures between 1200 and 1400 Celsius. Um, but it's, it's interesting to see how like, you know, this is just a different like what is considered a fountain you know just as daniel said and everything like you know someone may view it as like this this whole thing but it's just interesting that this um society of independent artists that basically said um anything you know, could go anything could go but then once they see this and then they're like um you know dream it, it will go and it, it's interesting because the sheer size of the exhibit in which this was supposed to be displayed on was like completely enormous. It was definitely the talk of the town. Everyone, everyone who was anybody or who wanted to be anybody went to this exhibit. And um, a lot of it was um, liberal ideologies of like the society and the fact that anyone could submit up to two pieces of art made the exhibit really really huge and with president wilson declaring war on germany a few days prior this exhibit was definitely um kind of like a mirror of the struggle of world democracy democracy in america and so the fact that he couldn't that that porcelain urinal shook this community so hard that they couldn't display it it created a lot of like revolutionary topics about what is considered art. Um, one person claimed that the um, one of the, the artists that was on the society that voted against it being brought to the public said that it may be very useful object in its place, but if its place is not in an art exhibition, it is by definition, no work of art. Yeah. So, that's true. But what? As what some people would say, what is art? There's no fit structure of like what an art piece should look like. Anyone who has a creative mind can think of oh, art can be this way or in that shape of our color, but that parsing material of it with its structure though, and it doesn't have to be big. Art can be either small or big. Sometimes the largest can always open eyes. Even the smallest art piece can always be one of those who and our moments to say. Mm -hmm. different huh? now let's see like why is it like it's so unique um to look at the structure of it huh? and it just puzzles people to like pick their brains a bit and see puzzlement I, I definitely agree it is definitely a puzzle it definitely invokes emotion and opinions and for some people they cannot see the artistic value behind ready-mades it's very controversial art topic in the art community is it art like is a bath is a bathtub art and many people compared his urinal to to a bathtub in the sense that it's not offensive this is an object that we use every day and it's in our homes and in our places of work and so why is it so offensive to these people and i guess 
Duchamp really has a funny personality. You know, he has like a little nihilistic view on life. He's an outcast. He's an exile. He's an immigrant. He's always felt kind of outside, like an outsider, never really formed fit into society. I guess that's why, you know, he uses so many uh, pseudonyms to um, publish his work, just to create that extra distance between him and his work. Um, and so it's really um, um, like conversation piece, if I could say anything about it. it, would be a conversation piece. It starts conversations of, you know, what is art? Why is it considered art? Who can and who is in charge of deciding what art is and what can be shown? But there's another fascinating piece about um, the fountain that he did. There are, basically it's a ready-made, which means it is pulled out from its natural environment, but there are some alterations that he did that we can consider it art. And one of these alterations is the angle in which the artwork is presented. No, I definitely agree with you. Um, there's there's so many things like um, well, going back to how you said conversations and everything. There's actually a major quote that says, you know, art should um, comfort the disturbed and disturb the comforted, mm-hmm. uh, the comfortable rather. So it's, you know, just the fact that it did all that talk and it, it got people speaking and feeling towards um, a certain way it means that it's done its job. Mm-hmm. And the, what you also mentioned about the, the 90 degree um, of the piece, which is major. And I also read, um, according to an article named um, Talk Foundation, uh, sorry, Talk Fountain, um, Marcel Duchamp actually rotated the fountain 90 degrees so that it sits in a more simplistic way um, for clarity, uh, for beauty and elegance. Um, this is important because it shows modification for that ready-made object and choosing an in uh, choosing a urinal out of all things, you know, signing it and repositioning it. That's what made it become art. And Girl. yeah, I definitely like- agree because if everyone walked into a room and looked at the urinal, no one would talk about it. But because he took it outside of an environment, flipped it on its side. Like if you if you look at the the artwork, you can tell that it's supposed to be mounted on a wall with the the top portion of the piece protruding from the wall. But in in his um, display, it's actually face down. It's actually sitting upon a table. And so because it is in a different orientation and there is a signature which is signed in the orientation in which you view it, um, there's definitely artistic elements that were added that may not be so um, obvious to the, the, the artist's eye unless you sit there and you really admire and piece apart the work and how it was formed. The whole layout of it, though, for one, once you see, like, it may not be so much, oh, like, credential to it or, like, give it much credit, though, but if you're, some people obviously don't have the artistic ability to see that, oh, this can be something very new, something that could inspire somebody. So instead of having everything structured in one way, though, of course, when he turned into a 90-degree angle, it just made a huge difference though, a little bit though. So it's just more like, not so much like, oh, everybody's art should be this way, but no, he 
decides to make it his own way about how his art because his art will have to express how someone else feels. Somebody may have, oh, I like to just draw it, I like sculpture it, and I always want to make it in a high, low, any kind of way. And it doesn't have to be nothing flashy or define some other other person's artwork the same. Everyone has their own expression of how it must feel. So, and that's why part why also that piece itself just probably shook a lot of people saying, okay, this is going to be different. I see, we can see why it has like potential. People may puzzle, but it still has some functionality to it. No, definitely. And as you said, like, you know, when people view it with that artistic eye, they might see something, but it's, it's good that even like you also mentioned, um, people with not so much of an artistic eye that can't really point out things or like, you know, see it in a more creative aspect. The fact that it still made those people talk and the fact that it still made them think and, you know, put that, put that question in their mind to someone that doesn't even like necessarily let's say care about art to question is this art that already did its job on its own where it it starts opening up this value and this whole idea of like okay maybe this is interesting for me now maybe I what do I view as art you know the fact that it put a feeling inside of somebody rather it be like sadness or anger or happiness um just the fact that they're feeling something from it it's it just opens up this whole new world for them um whether they like it or not it's already something that embedded into there and that's why i, I find this piece um really really interesting um even though it's simplicity of it um but uh, uh you know what what's also interesting about um the whole thing is um you know why he used a pseudonym so i i wanted to um bef like uh define what a pseudonym is and so what is what a pseudonym? yeah so it's a fictitious name um especially one used by an author so something to conceal themselves um in different forms um you know using a a fake name and it's interesting because marcel duchamp used a pseudonym especially on that piece that uh, is our mutt um so this was to conceal his authorship when he sent his work into that exhibition for the society of independent artists in new york and um the, the show's organizers, among them, Duchamp himself, rejected the entry, um, which he led did? to the resignation. Yeah. He, he did? Just so yeah. no one would, like, suspect him? Yeah. Are you serious? And wow, then he protested funny. against it. That's so um, funny. Yeah. So this, this led to his resignation um, and actually other committee uh, members. It did. And he was actually begged to stay on board um, because just being um, in the society was going to give him value himself. And the society made it clear that they didn't they didn't hate him. They just didn't like his work and they um, wanted him to join to still join. But he decided to rebel and leave the society, forming his own little magazine in the next year only to have two iterations, but nonetheless, one of the most influential like art magazines to ever come out. But back to his pseudonym, you may think, where does R. Mutt come from? That is not close to Michel Duchamp. Where did he come up with that? Well, 
Mutt was basically a play on word for Mott, which is a a very large sanitary manufacturer in which he got the um, the urinal from. And the R stands for Richard, which in French slang is money bags. So if you put the two together, you can tell that Duchamp is a pretty witty guy and he likes to put a little spin on some things. But the most, the craziest thing about this whole thing is that this wasn't even displayed, guys. This hmm. didn't even make it to the exhibit we're talking about. And it still had such a crazy influence on the art community. This is probably one of the first ever artists. I think he, he coined ready-made in the Dada movement. Um, the first ever random object society uses to be displayed for art. I mean, this was revolutionary. People are probably like going crazy over the fact that this could be considered art. And it totally shifted um, the contemporary art scene and influenced a lot of artists and their creativities. And because it wasn't able to be on display, they created a article called The Blind Man. And included in this article, he had some helpers. And I think one of them was called Bernice Wood. Yes. And Henry Perry Roach. Now, what did Bernice Wood do? So Bernice Wood, um, she was actually really interesting. She was an American artist and a studio potter that was really involved in the avant-garde movement in the United States. Um she founded and edited the blind man and wow. wrong man uh wrong 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 uh magazines in new york city with um the french artist marcel duchamp and another writer as you mentioned henry pierre wow. Rocher in 1917 um unfortunately there was only two iterations of this magazine i think it's kind of like an old-fashioned twitter where um artistic opinions were shared providing a platform for artists to speak about crucial issues in modern art and even in politics and especially the dada art movement which was coined by duchamp and his ready-mades and also when it comes to art itself where there's no standard rules of any of how you, someone creates their own art pieces mm -hmm. and it doesn't have to define that as oh it must be something out of the same thing or slightly similar, but no. But of course, um, the fountain itself, in my also opinion, was a unique piece. Because when I first saw it, though, I was thinking to myself, this piece just, I know it's something I've seen somewhere before. Right. It's, 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 it's a piece where you say, I've seen that somewhere. I've seen that before. It's yeah. one of those like very influential pieces that you can be like, where have I seen that? It's also the familiarity of just that object and everything. It's, oh, it's in our everyday lives. Yeah, no, it's like, okay, I see what you're doing there. But, like, where is this? What? 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 And that's, that's where the whole puzzling together comes into play, where you think of yourself now, for maybe about a minute or two or three, I would say, once you say, oh, no, it's something I've seen now. That's where it comes to play in our you want to share it. Of course, we to share it and everyone see what it is. Of course, we have said that some people may not be impressed. You have others that say, oh, 
it's a unique piece. And at the same time, some people may think it's like, oh, you're not going to be famous because of this object. It's just, I guess, not very artistic or very appealing to others. But at the same time, well, you know, that's other people's views. But as artists, we put their heart and soul into that art piece to say that this is one thing that would revolutionize the whole thing of what art really is. So as we could say, like, when making art, though, there's no defined part of it. Like it has to be something out of a book, maybe, or something that you have to copyright somebody, which nobody really would do, of course. But once it's your own expression of it, that's where it comes to life. If you could put a signature on it, I think you can declare it as your own. Okay, there you go. That's yeah. No, and that's exactly what he did. And he definitely opened up the art world to the possibilities of what art can be. And I think just the fact that he decided to showcase this at um, one of the biggest society of independent artists exhibits um, that have ever happened really was a, was a pretty big hit to um, the, like his view on America. Because, I mean, this was right in the middle of, you know, us declaring war on Germany and everyone's frantic about people being deployed. And he also had to um, exile New York because he was going to be drafted for another war. Um, so he's always jumping around. And the fact that he display he wanted to display a urinal for all the public to see, which was a representation on the contemporary art movement um, going on in America at the time, can tell he really ruffled some feathers and he made his history. And it's interesting to think like, how would people react to something like that today? I feel like um, back then, because of all those crazy events that were going on, like, you know, we're lucky enough to not necessarily have like a major world war happening at the moment and be afraid of like being exiled, like all over the place. Um, while he did, um, you know, I, I'm curious to know how people would react to it. Um, just because like, there's so many of those like modernistic pieces, like that, you know, the, the banana tape to the wall situation mm -hmm. and how people reacted and started an uproar to that in a similar manner, like they did to this. Um, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see how people would see that today. There for sure was a lot of um, potential hate, I think, that was going to go on during the exhibit because with the sheer amount of people that could submit their things, um, they actually decided, um, and Duchamp was the one who offered this um, to do the, to display the art in alphabetical order. And since it was so huge to ensure people didn't weren't prejudiced against the artworks displayed, displayed first, everyone was in alphabetical order, but it wasn't only Duchamp that was criticized for the work. There was another um, artwork done by um, an American woman and it's called um, Twins. And it was these two portraits of these two women, um, naked women on a very large, like five by six canvas and there was multiple people that came up to her and said this will not be in the next exhibit it was so taboo to have um these type of artworks it definitely was the frontier for contemporary art during the time and not only 
did Duchamp shake the world? There was other artists there who really set forward um, just different opinions of art and how it should go about. Because usually women were not displayed in art like that, especially created by another woman. Any male artist was, you know, praised and any woman artist didn't really get so far. But this serves such a great influential platform for these artists. Um, it's really amazing that of the artworks and people that came out of it. And also to put it to like one section I could say for that too, where uh, yes, for men, it's usually a men will always do this kind of artwork, but women also have also done this type of artwork as well. So it's not to say it's always has to be a specific one, but it's universal. Everyone can do art. It was, as I said, for one, someone always can make something, whether it be anything, whether they draw the poets, sculpt something, it's always a matter of like creating your own pieces, what you make. But without being saying, that, oh, it's not a bad thing. And, and that's interesting. You said um, you said that about how, how men are more um, successful in the art world. Um, and, and we know that Duchamp uses pseudonyms for his work, but he actually had a female alter ego named Rose Slavey. And I think that's really interesting, a man um, portraying a female um, pen name, which is something you don't really see, I feel. I feel like a lot of women have male pen names to make their art, um, their work more secure. But the fact that Duchamp went to the other spectrum and posed as a female for some of his works really just tells you about um, where this man was in compared to the time that he lived in. He was definitely ahead of the time and he definitely made his artwork for the future audience. He was making his art for people in 50 years. And his, his, his target of audience was the future. And 50 years later, after he he's passed we are his target audience and i think that's awesome that he created um artworks for us to view now he those artworks were never meant to be displayed or well not displayed but they were never meant to be understood by the people of his time he knew that he knew he was creating art for the future and us as his future audience we are definitely more accepting to his artwork than the people in 1918. No, I, that was a wonderful way to put it, honestly. Um, I really agree with that. Um, I, I'd love to see how his reaction would be to seeing how more, like, like you said, more accepting people would be today and how many different questions he would be asked rather in happiness ra instead of anger back then. Um, but you know, that's a great wrap to our show. Um, I want to thank you for joining us so much today, Julie and Daniel. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, this concludes, um, exploring art podcast, um, the Jad show, please subscribe to the exploring art podcast on iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you so much for listening and please join us soon. And remember to stay curious. Goodbye. <laughs>